And now I'd like to uh, go to the Poor People's Campaign, the National Call for Moral Revival, a growing movement fusing together what they refer to as the pillars of evil, racism, poverty, the war economy, environmental devastation, and the nation's distorted moral narrative. Thus far, this campaign has managed to put ending poverty onto the national agenda, national debate, in a way not seen since the civil rights era. And uh, now the Poor People's Campaign, working with Congresswoman Barbara Lee and the Progressive Caucus, supported the introduction into Congress of a resolution entitled The Third Reconstruction, fully addressing poverty and low wages from the bottom up. Additionally, uh, there have been a few actions uh, targeting Senator Manchin. We'll find out why. And now the Poor People's Campaign, they're preparing for a major virtual march on Washington, D.C. on June 21st. So we're delighted to welcome back to Sojourner Truth a joint coordinator of the Poor People's Campaign and the architect of the moral movement, which began with weekly Moral Monday protests in North Carolina General Assembly in 2013. Uh, we'd like to welcome back to Sojourner Truth the Reverend Dr. William Joseph Barber. Reverend Barbara, delighted to have you on the show. You know I'm glad to be here, Margaret. And listen, y'all, this is Margaret's fault. Because when we came out of <laughs> <laughs> you forget that mass meeting, and you came up to me and said, you've been waiting all these years, and i never forget that conversation. And we took it seriously. But indeed, the campaign is um, growing 40 seven state coordinating committees now, got hundreds of thousands of people engaged, and we've heard that the, this is the first time in in really history that there has been a major piece of uh, legislation where the legislation is following the vision of the movement uh, around this third reconstruction, It's a, and, and that uh, poor and low-wealth people put it together with their allies, as well as the budget. Uh, the Mall Poverty Justice Action Budget. And, you know, Margaret, here's the bottom line. And we, we've got a big day coming up on June 21st. We're asking all your listeners to tune in. It's the Mass Poor People's Low-Wage Workers Assembly Mall March on Washington virtually. But we're launching 365 days of organizing and mobilizing to a Mass Poor People Low-Wage Assembly Mall March on Washington live in person next June because we have to have a third reconstruction and a mass movement. But we have some economists that are going to be um, joining us on virtually. And you can go to poorpeoplescampaign.org and get the live stream link or either repairs of the breach. And they have said this there is no such thing in this country as scarcity when it comes to ending poverty. There's a resource. There's no such thing as scarcity of solutions. There's only the scarcity of social consciousness, political will, and a moral movement. And we've declared that the last thing, it ends now. We will have the kind of movement and social consciousness that will force this serious engagement with addressing um, poverty. And what it says is, Third Reconstruction, an agenda to fully address poverty from, and low wages from the bottom up. That's the only way it can be done. It's, it's a vision of the movement 
into legislation, but the vision of the movement, building the narrative, changing the narrative, and building power, that's our work to do. And we intend to do it with everything we have in the legislative halls, in the uh, um, um, courtrooms, in the ballot, at the ballot box, and even if it takes nonviolent civil disobedience to drive this narrative, we cannot, and you said it so many times so well, uh, we cannot accept a country where 140 million people are poor and no wealth, the level of poverty is greater in America than in other countries all around the world, and it doesn't have to be many, there doesn't have to be. And over 50% of our children, our children, are living in poverty. And during the pandemic, billionaires made almost $2 trillion extra dollars while 8 million more people fell into poverty and growing. We, we can't settle for that, market. Absolutely. And, you know, um, Reverend Barber, you recalled um, when we met in Los Angeles, and actually what I said is some of us have been waiting 40 years for this movement. So very true. Um, because what the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival, has managed thus far, I haven't really seen since the movements that I was trained in, the civil rights movement, the welfare rights uh, movement, and putting poverty kind of front and center, I mean, you even have uh, President Biden now talking about poverty and about the the Jubilee platform put out by the Poor People's Campaign, Nancy Pelosi and others saying that this is a, a guide uh, for what uh, they need to be doing. But um, Reverend Barber, you, this resolution, uh, the title includes the third reconstruction. Why that title? A lot of people are wondering what, what that is and the connection um, you talk, you've talked about the first reconstruction and the lead to the third reconstruction. So why are you calling this the third reconstruction? Why do you think a third reconstruction is needed now? Well, first of all, we've had two in America, and both of them were assassinated and undermined. First reconstruction after slavery, poor and low wealth black and white people came together with their more allies, rewrote constitutions, uh, all across the South, brought the 14th Amendment, the fifth, uh, Equal Protection of the Law, the 15th Amendment, protecting the right to vote. They began to focus on uh, everybody ought to be paid for their work, and that slavery was outlawed. And, 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 and then it was a, a violent backlash to that because of the coalition, the, what we call fusion coalition. Then in the 60s, as you referenced a moment ago, that was the second Reconstruction where we end up getting um, things like the Brown decision and Medicare, Medicaid, and the Civil Rights Act of 64 and 65, and we were headed toward dealing with the issue of poverty, and that movement was assassinated and undermined, and the Southern strategy came into place to push the nation backwards, retrogression instead of progression. So we've never completed each reconstruction. Reconstruction, as the boys said, is when we people, first of all, it's the reconstruction in the minds of the people, the masses, where they decide to truly demand that what America has promised in its Constitution, equal, uh, 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 um, the establishment of justice and providing for the common welfare, is interpreted in the now moment 
and not misinterpreted by those who want to go backwards. And it is applied in this moment. So there's a reconstruction in the mind of the masses of the people. But it also means that there's a fundamental change in laws and policy because you recognize that the problems you're dealing with, like systemic racism, systemic poverty, ecological devastation, denial of health care, the war economy, those things are not uh, just personal, private decisions. They exist because of policy decisions. Poverty is a choice. Low wages is a political choice. And Reconstruction says we must change the choices we're making. We must change the choices we're making. And we can do that. So, you know, first of all, in the, in, the, in, the, in the third Reconstruction, the resolution says, if we are serious about, as the president said, lifting from the bottom and, 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 and bringing forth all people, then here are the kinds of re- the reconstruction we must have. We must change how we measure poverty because the government poverty measurement is far too small. It, it leaves many people out. We must pay people a living wage. We must deal with guaranteed incomes and tax credits and earn tax credits. We must have universal health care. We must guarantee housing, affordable housing. We must have an infrastructure package, but it must go down to the communities that are hurt the worst and come up. We must guarantee people uh, in indigenous communities the full rights that they've been promised and denied, and, our, and our, um, uh, also our um, immigrant brothers and sisters. So in that vision, it's 14 things, and, and Reconstruction says you have to do them all. You can't do a piece here and a piece there. And you have to break away from, you have to reconstruct how we come at policy from the first place. So you got to get away with, from Reaganomics and trickle down. And even neoliberalism that says if you lift the middle class up, no, you've got to reconstruct the entire vision and decide that we're going to do public policy from the bottom up. That's the reconstruction we need now. We have to start with how do these policies impact the 140 million people. What are the things that's causing that level of poverty and low wealth? And we must reconstruct that. We must take the Constitution, comply it, take our deepest moral values and uh, 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 apply it and reconstruct our entire approach. And if we do that, then that's when we have transformation. That's what happened in the 1800s. That's what happened in the 1960s. But we need one more reconstruction and this time, we need to make sure it goes all the way and completes the things that should, many of them that should have been done years ago, Margaret, should have been done when you, as, when you say, y'all been waiting 40 years. It shouldn't, have, it shouldn't have had to wait 40 years to deal with this issue of poverty and low wealth. But since we, we did, now in this moment, we must reconstruct our attitude, our vision, and our policies to address what is broken in this society. Yes, indeed. And in, in just the next 30 seconds or so, I mean, a, a paying a, a living wage. And um, Dr. Barber, we are sure that you're talking not only about low-wage workers, but those of us who are unpaid caregivers, because we're workers as well. But Dr. Yeah. Barber, recently, yeah, oh yes, very good. Recently, uh, you were in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And, and, and you West know who Virginia. was there, uh-huh. The hood yep. and the hollers. We had white folk, miners. We had black folk from the hood, white folk from the hollers, religious leaders, 
saying to Joe Manchin, listen, you you cannot filibuster this society, lock down this society, block the Florida People's Act, block the Voting Rights Act, block living wages.